get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. We have real baseball to talk yeah. about, ladies and gentlemen. Like real on-field reporting from down in Jupiter, Florida. And we are very happy to be able to talk it over with our guy, Danny Mack, the Cardinals broadcaster for Valley Sports Midwest, the host of Scoops with Danny Mack. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Dan, it is a wonderful day to be talking to you about the sport of baseball. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, I was thinking about uh, this time last week, and we were going back and forth, and what would get it over the hump to to get the uh, the collective bargaining agreement done with the uh, two sides. And now here we are, just a week later, and we're seeing all kinds of trades in baseball, teams getting dismantled, big time signings, and uh, excitement for what's going to happen on the field. So, so this is what we all love, and uh, I can't wait to get it going. Dan, I wanted to ask you something that we were just talking about. One of our texters asked us, hey, who's the most likely Cardinal uh, to finish the season with the most votes in the MVP award? So if I told you, Dan, uh, I'm seeing the future. I'm looking into my crystal ball, and a Cardinal won the MVP this year. Who do you think is the most likely player to be that guy? Well, I look at three guys, um, and if I had to pick out of the three, it's O'Neal, Arenado, Goldie would be my choices. How about Tyler O'Neal with what he did in the final two months? If he could be that player, and I don't know if he could be that player that he was in September, he carried the club and was just fantastic. But you're talking about a gold glover, a guy that can run, and a guy that clearly hits for power. So if that would happen – I'd say Tyler O'Neill. Now, I could make a case for Arenado because I think year two of him in St. Louis and the comfort level of being here, the surroundings, and just a normal season, I could see that being beneficial for him. And then Goldie, you know, by the end of the year, you look up, he's probably got 30 home runs, drive, uh, drives in close to 100, and wins a gold glove. So I, I can make a case for all three. But what a great problem the Cardinals have. Three guys you got to try to figure out that could be an MVP, and I don't think it's far-fetched to say that. So, so Dan, on the on the other side of things, we heard of the first injury from spring training yesterday, and it's with Alex Reyes. What, do you, what did you make of the news with Alex? Well, I, I was first disappointed to hear about it, and this is some of the, the stuff that we've been talking about where the medical team just didn't have boots on the ground, so to speak, with their players. They didn't know where they were at. They couldn't contact these guys and find out what an off-season program was looking like. Have you been on a mound? Are you throwing a long toss? How do you feel? They had no idea. So a lot of teams, I think, are, are very concerned at the beginning of the season with injuries. And as it pertains to Alex Reyes, I think with the Cardinals, by some of the signings they've made, 
it, it at least tells me that they're going to protect themselves in which they did not do a year ago. I think we all felt that they would be protected if guys went down and they weren't. So what I get out of it, Alex, is that I get concerned about trying to cover innings, especially early in the season and fingers crossed that guys stay healthy. Cause if not, then you got a real problem. Who do you think overtakes that role? If we're looking at the early season, Dan and, and Alex Reyes is not ready to go. Who takes his spot in the bullpen in your mind? Well, let me ask you this. What do you think his role would have been? That's a good question. I, I don't know. Like let, yeah, I, maybe you could, maybe that's part of the question, right? Is do you think right. he was going to be a guy that was going to be a multi inning reliever? Was he going to be one of the seventh inning types of players that he's going to bridge that gap to getting to Cabrera and yeah, Gallegos? Think, yeah. Like, who, what was he going to be, and who takes that role on now? But it's a great question, and again, I wasn't trying to like throw it back on you and put it on the spot, uh, put you on the spot. I, I was just trying to think like what would have been that role. I, I don't think he would have been a closer. And if he had come in with a normal offseason and they had told him, and we don't know this, hey, stretch out as a starter, then he is a weapon when you have a lead, especially early in the season, and your starter only goes five or six, and then boom, here comes Alex Reyes to give you multiple innings um, and bridge the gap to the ninth. So I, I would have seen him more, and I think they were using him more in this role at the end of last year where they were looking at him as like the sixth, and the seventh inning guy, multi-innings, uh, not in the back end of games. That'll be Gallegos. And then you have Cabrera. I think you have Hicks. So to me, you got to find a guy that is maybe stretched out a little bit more and can give you innings in, uh, in the bullpen. Now, is that Jake Woodford? Is it the pitcher that they just signed coming over from Japan? Uh, I guess it was the KBO and he pitched with Detroit, he's been stretched out. I, I would look at those two guys as maybe potentially filling that type of role coming out of the bullpen. Dan, continuing on this subject, you mentioned Jordan Hicks. He apparently was just talking to reporters down at spring training in Jupiter and said uh, that last season he had a small tear of his ligament that was repaired, not surgically, but they had a couple of injections that they decided to do on that, and then uh, that was able to take down some of the inflammation. He ended up going down, as you know, to the Arizona Fall League, hit 100 a couple of times there. I, I actually really like what he had to say as well. He said sitting around 94 to 96 is probably where he needs to be now instead of going for like 100 miles an hour on the gun every time, which I think is good. It kind of plays to the style of pitcher that he was. He actually didn't have a whole lot of strikeouts when he was with the club. What I wanted to ask you about with Jordan Hicks is we're doing our 20 most important players for 2022 again. And Jordan Hicks was our player today at number 20. What do you think his role is going to be for this team this year if we assume he's going to be healthy? If he's healthy, he's in the bullpen. And I've heard a lot of people tell me they think that his future, for physical reasons, is best suited in a rotation to where there is a pattern, there's a system, there's a frequency to which you pitch every fifth day, you're throwing your bullpens, and there's a routine. As opposed to a guy that puts a lot of torque on the shoulder and the elbow, and I'm not a doctor, but this is what I've been told, and a guy that's throwing 100-plus, and then you're asking him to throw three out of every five, which is a lot to ask for physically for a guy that's this gifted. So I think they'll be very cautious with him, but it would be a weapon coming out of that bullpen and maybe one of those guys in late innings that can bridge the gap. And also, if Gallegos is down, you give it to you know Hicks. He's had that role before. So I think it's something that you look at. The hardest thing to do, and I've said this to you a million times, guys, is 
when I talk to GMs and, and these presidents of baseball operations, they say the hardest thing year to year is to figure out your bullpen. Like there's some guys that you think that are givens and then everybody else, it's like, well, the guy had a good year last year and now he's coming back this year and he's, he's just not the same guy. And then there's somebody that didn't have a good year last year that comes out and is lights out. Something clicked. They figured something out. It's just very hard, I think, to define roles in a bullpen, especially in March, um, and especially guys that are coming off of injury where you just don't know how they're going to be used. And I do think with the oddity of the season, the beginning of the year, with a shortened spring training, those roles could be a lot different early on as opposed to what we see at the end of the season. They're hard questions to answer because you're going to have to cover a lot of innings early on out of the bullpen, I would imagine. And by the tail end of the season, you have more defined roles. So we'll see how it plays out. Dan, not so much in the bullpen, but in the rotation side of things, Miles Michaelis threw yesterday, and I believe he was throwing today as well. What kind of impact can this guy have? Because they didn't have a a full, healthy Miles Michaelis in the last couple of seasons. Stay healthy. You know, (laughs) and I would say the same thing with Flaherty. You know, if you get those two guys making 30 starts apiece, so you get 60 out of them, so roughly – you're getting a third of your season from those two guys, then you should be in pretty good shape. And so if he can take the ball every fifth day, to me, he gives you a chance to win. He's got great stuff. It's just a matter of, of him being healthy enough to be there every fifth day. He hasn't been healthy now for two years. So if he can be healthy, then this team is going to go a long way. I, I truly do believe it. He's a big factor. We're talking to Danny Mack for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN Cardinals broadcaster for Bally Sports Midwest. Dan, as you can imagine, there's been a lot of discussion about the DH over the last few days. Who's going to fill that role? Are they going to go external to find that guy? Where are you at on this? What do you think the Cardinals should do with the DH? And what do you think they will do with the DH? My gut tells me they're going to go with the guys that they have. So mix and match uh, currently with some of the younger players, whether it's Yepes. Nolan Gorman, um, some of the others that may be on the bench. I think Gorman, though, is a real key factor in this. And sometimes I kind of read in between the lines and, and what various people say, and it, it sounds like to me they're going to give him a pretty good shot to try to make this team. Now, there's a few things that go into play with that. Number one, he's young. So is he ready to face Major League Pitching? Are you is it beneficial or are you holding him back if he's not playing a position and only being pigeonholed as a DH? That's something to think about. The club is very right-handed heavy and they need, in my opinion, they got to find a left-handed bat. That left-handed bat would be a DH. Sounds like Kyle Schwarber. Now, if you went out and signed a Schwarber or somebody else to fill this role, you're talking about years, you're talking about money and it does serve what you want to do on the immediate, but down the road when these guys are developed and they're coming through, what do you do then? And uh, it it would be a great problem to have, but I think that they look at some of the young guys that they have. And as Mo always says, and I think he's a hundred percent right with this, you know, your team is the team that comes North is not the team you probably see at the all-star break. And it's not the team that you see at the trade deadline. So if you need to make adjustments, you can do it. And I think though, initially they would probably go with their young guys unless it's a fallback guy and you can get him on the cheap or for one year and it's just something you can't turn down. But we'll see how it plays out here in the spring training because 
These games coming up are very important for a guy like Nolan Gorman and, and Juan Yepes. Dan, I'm uh, I'm sick of getting my hopes up and getting uh, them broken. So help me <laughs> shoot down these Trevor Story rumors. <laughs> I, I just think that if Paul DeYoung is the player that he can be, and I, I know shoulda, coulda, woulda, and a big if, but if he is that guy that pops you 30 home runs, that's Trevor's story. And there was a lot of people concerned last year with Trevor Story's health, his throwing, and um, you know, there is, I, I think the club feels very comfortable. And if you look at it analytically, they're very good defensively with the combination of DeYoung and Sosa, and especially Sosa. Some of the numbers analytically pop off the charts. I think DeYoung gets a crack at it, and I think part of this is the fact that you're not talking about about a guy that's making the league minimum. You're talking about a guy that's got a lot of money on his contract this year and next year. And so, to me, uh, I think initially that he's the guy coming out of the gate. He's going to have a crack at it. He's going to have that shot. And then, at that point, if it's not producing, then you know maybe it's Sosa. But unless Story comes down and it's a one-year fallback deal, I, I don't think it's going to happen. That's just my gut. Dan, we'll get you out of here on this one. I know you are always listening to people. You've got your ear to the ground. You've you've got stuff that you you're always hearing. What's something interesting that you've heard lately about this Cardinals team as they're reporting to camp? You know, it's it's kind of been business as usual. Um, surprisingly, uh, I think of the interesting parts, and we're going to know more here in the next few days. And we're we're now it's starting to trickle out. Is just who's healthy, and at that point, you know, you can start to figure out what your roster looks like. And you know, when you hear the stuff with Reyes, that's you know, that's a red flag. Um, is Hicks going to be healthy enough? And if not, then you really start to open up that competition, in my opinion, in the bullpen. When I look at this team, depending if you're going to expand rosters at the beginning of spring or not, um, which is one of the things I have heard, which is of interest to me, um, and it's not official yet, at least I haven't heard that. Maybe you guys have or, and I haven't. When but... we talked with Mo, he said that they were going to get some uh, some info early on over the next couple of weeks, and then the, the GMs would kind of talk with Major League Baseball yeah. to make the determination. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And that's probably the one thing that I <clears throat> have been very interested in because that, to me, then changes what you do in your bullpen. Because right now, if guys are healthy, I, I can see where this roster is, is darn near set. Yep. So. If not, then it opens up spots and it makes it look like a different team. Really does. Interesting. Dan, we always enjoy talking with you, man. It's so great to be able to just talk baseball again. It's refreshing, honestly. Thanks for hopping on yes. with us. Enjoy yourself the rest of the day, man. You guys are the best. We'll talk to you next week.